0: Hey everybody and welcome back to the latest The Brock Press's official podcast where we'll take you beyond the headlines and do a deep dive into some of the most interesting articles we published this week. My name is Noah Nickel, I'm the Editor-in-Chief of The Brock Press and today I'm joined by Holly Morrison, our Managing Editor, and Jonah Dayton, our Editor-at-Large. How are you both doing? Good. Good to hear. Good to hear both of you. So excited, just ready to go. That's great. So today we're going to be talking about some articles from our Beginner's Guide. It's a collection of articles that we uh, as a team put together for incoming first-year students to try to help you prepare for life in Brock and life in university. So to kind of kick it off, we'll be with my own article, which I know is a little uh, vain, but I did a little introductory uh, piece in this year's Beginner's Guide, just kind of laying out the Brock press, who we are, what we're doing and kind of some new things we're up to, including uh, the podcast, which I'm pretty excited about. And I know we've talked about as a team for a long time, but it's kind of nice that it is, uh, it's coming together.
1: Yeah, this was, we I think, two plus years in the making. We, we've been talking about doing a podcast. Noah finally was able to get it started.
2: Yeah, this is very much Noah's baby he had about this for a very long time and I'm glad that we can finally make it happen
0: and you know hopefully we can raise up this baby well and it does well (laughs) fingers crossed bear with us (laughs) as we figure this out oh boy yeah so the rest of the welcome kind of touches on a few things we have coming up so we have our volunteer workshop scheduled for Thursday September 2nd you can actually uh, RSVP for that now through our link tree uh, link which is going to be in the description of this episode and of our podcast so be sure to do that if you're interested in volunteering with us you'll learn some really valuable uh, journalistic writing skills you get to meet some of our team and really just kind of set yourself up on a track to you know some journalistic writing with us and maybe beyond you never know so that does it for the introduction to the Beginner's Guide, but one of the the biggest pieces that our arts and entertainment editor, Asenia, wrote was regarding the vaccine clinic, which I will uh, head over to Holly to give us a breakdown of that article.
2: Yeah, thank you, Noah. Um, So like Noah said, this article is by Asenia, our wonderful arts and entertainment editor. It's called Start Your School Year Off Right, Get Vaccinated at Brock. We all know, we all got the emails from Brock that you have to be vaccinated to be able to be on campus at all this semester. They've done a great job of laying out the ways that you can get vaccinated um, on campus. You're able to make an appointment through student wellness and accessibility. Um, There's a link in the article that, um, and then you'll be contacted with information about when you can come to the university to receive your vaccine. Um, And I think that's a super valuable service and a super valuable thing for first years to know about.
0: That was a huge announcement. This article was one that I was kind of editing in between (laughs) when it was handed in and publication date a a couple times, at least two or three times, because the the vaccine thing is just updating all the time from Brock. And finally, it kind of hit that um, that peak. And, you know, we're all mandated the vaccine, which seems to be making the most sense. uh, And now the province also mandated it. So they just beat them by about a week from when they would have had to do it anyways. So it's kind of nice that they got there. And, you know, hopefully we can, hopefully they can make it work because hopefully there's nobody, um, you
1: know, falling through the cracks with that. But yeah, I was just going to add that they had already uh, made it mandatory for student athletes to be fully vaccinated as well as those living in residence. So it seemed like this was just only a matter of time.
0: Yeah, that was my first update to the article. And then they added residents a couple days later. So that was the second update. And then finally <laughs> the floodgates kind of open, but it is exciting and really can give everyone a bit of a peace, you know, peace of mind on that, which is good. What do you think Holly?
2: It's nice to be able to, you know, walk into a seminar room um, and just know that you have that sort of additional layer of protection that you're not walking into a room um, and not knowing whether or not most people are vaccinated or not. Yeah.
0: Like in Alberta, I saw the other day that they aren't mandating it from the province or a lot of the universities aren't either, which is a little bit freaky just because even that province has been pretty much at the top of the list for cases pretty much the whole time. And, you know, kind of lower on the list of, of vaccination rates. So that's, that to me is freaky. And so I'm, just comparing that to our situation, I'm pretty happy, you know, with this decision from Brock. Um, yeah. So, and, and really with the, like you mentioned, the, the vaccine options that they have on campus, um, makes it more well, makes it easier for them to mandate really, I think, and more fair because they are, they do have a lot of options and they also, I don't know if this will stand with the province's order, but I know Brock had originally said to have a first dose by a set date in September and then a second dose um, by a set date in October, uh, which is also nice, giving people that buffer and the ability to take advantage of the, um, you know, the the vaccine, not clinic, but the, you know, the ability to get the vaccine on campus, which they are offering as well.
2: Yeah, I think that's definitely the most important part. Um, I do think it's kind of hard to mandate something that you can't really give that yourself. So the fact that they have it does make it an easier mandate for us as students, really, uh, to follow.
0: Yeah, definitely more manageable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, moving on from the serious topic, we'll go into something a little a little lighter, uh, and that's dining on campus. So, Jonah, if you want to take it away uh, with that article.
1: Yeah, for sure. This one uh, was written by Liam, our assistant sports and wellness editor, and he basically just outlined the uh, the basics for eating as a first year student. There's um, your Brock card. will have all of your dining dollars, your flex dollars on it. It's essentially you'll swipe it every time you make a purchase. It'll deduct, you know, ten dollars, twelve dollars, whatever it is, um, and that should last you throughout the year. Of course, you can add on uh, more funds uh, if need be. Um, but pretty much, there's the two main residence dining halls for first years. There's the one in Deque uh, and the one in Lowenberger. Usually the uh, village and Lowenberger will use the Lowenberger dining hall where uh, Valley Earp and Deque will use the one in Deque and that's your sort of your home base uh, in residence. You get you know, breakfast there. Uh, You can get dinners there, snacks, whatever. Um, But then on uh, the main campus, the main building of Brock, there's the Guernsey Market, which is sort of, uh, it's it's down, you really can't miss it. There's glass windows surrounding it. And uh, that is where the new Starbucks is, which was not uh, there previously. Um, so that's always a plus. There's always uh, Tim's off on campus. There's the full scale Tim's. And then there's the, uh, the sort of coffee shop frontier that they have as well. Um, And basically, you know, Liam just outlined, again, the food options. There's also, if you know where our office is, the Brock Press office, there's um, a smattering of options. There's a a Harvey's, a Booster Juice, a Subway, a Burrito Boy's, a sushi place, a vegan place. It's called Hopscotch. Um, And, you know, there's tons of options. But just from experience, when I was in first year, really, uh, you got to switch it up because you're going to get sick of it pretty fast. I'm sure Holly and Noah uh, you guys can attest to it. Um, I would say variety is 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 key to to sanity. What would you guys think?
2: Yeah, I think there's only so many chicken tenders you can eat before you
1: yeah exactly yeah. I mean,
0: don't get us wrong; it's a lot of chicken tenders. Okay. It,
2: yeah, the chicken tenders are good.
0: They're good. You'll have you'll probably have a lot of them, <laughs> more than you probably should. But yeah, I mean, and then there's there's no excuse really to not switch it up because there's a massive amount of options. And basically, as long as we were on campus, which has now been a a long time. uh, But in those first three years, I mean, I was discovering stuff all the time. And really, they actually changed stuff pretty Like different companies were coming in at least every year. There was a new storefront, am I wrong
1: on that? No, for sure. There was, um, the Pizza Pizza was new. That came in when I was in uh, first year, I think secret secret tip in in guernsey market again i don't know who knows if it's still there because it's been like two years since we've been there but the, they had a smoked meat station in in market that was legit good it was like a good deli smoked meat sandwich but they did run out at like two or three or something but if that's still there get it
0: oh i got those sandwiches all yeah all they the were time. good fantastic yeah great there's honestly tons of great food on campus a lot <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pretty yeah
2: more options that work with your meal plan than you'd think like you could um, you can go to pizza pizza if it still works the same way as um, but when I was in first grade you could go to pizza pizza um, and you could get a whole pizza and like wings and just like all this junk pizza pizza food and you could pay for it with your meal plan which was honestly super convenient.
1: Yeah there's also a lot of dietary uh, options if you're you know vegetarian uh, lactose, kosher, whatever—they uh, they got you covered there.
0: Now I was excited, kind of, to hear about the new Starbucks, but then for it to be in market for me is not the most convenient. That was kind of the the kicker for me. I'll probably keep going to that uh, Tim's in Thistle just because of the placement. It's so much more convenient along your route to classes. If you you know
1: what I mean? Yes, I I still. It's worth it the inconvenience for me. The Starbucks, okay. the Starbucks coffee versus the Tim's coffee is worth the detour for me.
0: But there is that second floor plaza Starbucks. Yeah, no
1: that that dish. one's that one's very convenient for us. It's right yeah. above us,
0: and that one has the drinks. Yeah. So, or well, some of the drinks definitely does not have their whole drink menu. But really, the big thing I'm guessing is food, and like Starbucks breakfast sandwiches are are pretty great mm-hmm. but their sandwiches i don't like because they're like pre-wrapped and they yeah. just kind of eat them up
1: so there's also the mcdonald's across the street from campus which is like if we're talking power rankings that's number one in terms of breakfast <laughs> breakfast is,
2: and is if we're talking here, you a lot of time as a first year that mcdonald's is also up there
1: yeah <laughs> and it's literally right across the street from campus yeah yeah definitely a lot of trips to that mcdonald's <laughs>
0: After the first year too many
1: <laughs> great i think that's that's pretty much it for the food yeah 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 that's awesome
0: let's head back to uh holly because after eating all this food we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get active we're gonna have to do something so holly's gonna talk about uh intramurals another article by liam
2: Liam really did a great mix of articles here, all that McDonald's sitting. Liam actually didn't mention the McDonald's. He's a much healthier person um, than we are, I suppose. Um, But yeah, he's talking about intramurals in this article. Uh, It's just called Intramural Sports at Brock. It'll be super easy to find in the Beginner's Guide. Uh, And he's really talking here about how to stay active while you're at Brock. You don't have to be A varsity athlete to come here and play sports. uh, You know, if you wanted to, Um, the example he uses here is that if you, you know, played basketball in high school, but you know that you're not quite at a varsity level, that you can you know, come in and look at the competitive A and competitive B levels of the intramural leagues. Um, or if you're not that good, but you just want to have fun, uh, there are some recre- like strictly recreational leagues. Um, the one that really interested me, and this is actually one that I didn't know about, is that you can play in a mystery league. Uh, so you show up, Uh, ready to play, and they tell you the sport you're playing that day. Um, And I think that sounds super interesting for someone who really just wants to have fun um, and get involved and stay active.
1: Yeah, as an intramural veteran, um, I will say the uh, uh, recreation versus the competitive uh, leagues that they offer, the sort of A versus B leagues, uh, in my experience, is a bit of a, a, a facade because typically you know, everyone wants to have fun. So what, what I've noticed is that a lot of the teams that are supposedly in the recreation league are a lot better. So there's a lot of blowouts, but, um, you know, like Holly, the example you gave was exactly me. Like I played, you know, like AAU basketball, high school basketball, um, at a fairly competitive level throughout high school and, uh, just hopping into intramurals. Um, it was, it was great. The, uh, IMLeagues.com is the, is the provider that, uh, Liam links in his article. Um, and pretty much it's, it's sort of like I don't know if anybody used team snap but that's what we use uh, for schedules it's, it's similar to that if you know what that is but uh, one person will be a captain and you're sort of you know in charge of uh, coordinating your team to show up for games on time um, but it, even if you don't want to do inter, uh, like a, a formal league like the interuralals honestly like the the nighttime pickup runs throughout throughout Brock I mean I don't know how it'll be this year it'll probably be a little different but like it's it's pretty good. Uh, competition and if you want to do something uh sort of more fun and light like holly said the mystery one mystery league is a great one they have like soccer baseball uh flag football pretty much they have pretty much everything you can think of
0: as a wholly non-competitive non-sports person uh the mystery league sounded super interesting and it kind of sucks and i'm kicking myself this was the first time i learned about it uh thanks liam but in five years i don't know how i managed to miss it but uh yeah um the the mystery league sounds super interesting for someone like myself who has no um inclination to sports at all but might want to try something to well like we were saying keep active especially after this year and a half i could use some more physical activity that's for sure so that would be a fun thing if it's uh yeah, if things are being offered um, this coming year, that sounds like a great uh, great way to get active.
2: Yeah, and also, um, in addition to sort of, you know, the sports you'd sort of like traditionally think of as being intramurals, they're also this year through intramurals starting to offer eSports. So if that's something that you're interested in, um, also definitely take a look at that uh, because it seems pretty fun. Um, more universities are starting to have eSports um, both competitively and recreationally um, yeah so definitely check that
1: out yeah I, I did an article about that actually last year when there was no in-person intramurals and the addition like what Holly said they'd have like Madden and FIFA and NBA 2k but they also have some like uh, real sport fantasy leagues I think there's like a hockey pool that you can hop into there might be a basketball pool as well um, so definitely if you're if you like sports but don't want to play them you can you can do it virtually or you can do a fantasy league
0: that sounds great that's great all right. Um, Let's move it on to Jonah in kind of the sports, the sports realm, but moving across the street, literally uh, from Brock to Canada Summer Games.
1: Yeah, so this is a huge part of um, this upcoming school year. The Canada Summer Games, uh, it's essentially the the biggest national gathering of, of sport across the country. It was supposed to be. Well, it was supposed to be happening right now, I think, like actually today, uh, the 2021 Canada Summer Games, obviously COVID pushed it back a year. um, But like the Olympics, they alternate every two years between summer, winter, summer, winter. Um, This year, it's being hosted throughout the Niagara region. And obviously, Brock is playing a huge role about that. They're building a uh, a new facility called the Canada Games Facility. There's a photo of uh, half of it because it's under construction uh, in our beginner's guide as well. But the good news is if you're if you're a first year student you know it'll be here for years to come you you'll have you know just an extra facility for uh you know intramurals or recreation um but whenever there's a big a big sport event like this uh, there's always a huge need for volunteers a lot of which are going to be brock students so um if you're a sport management major like i am and like holly is your email will be uh will be flooded with opportunities which I, i recommend you know, taking advantage of. Um, there's some links in the article I wrote in the beginner's guide uh, that were given to me by uh, Dr. Julie Stevens, who is uh, an advisor to the games. She's also a professor of sport management. So good chance, again, if you're a sport management uh, major, you'll have her. Um, but pretty much just check out the website. There's a bunch of different roles, uh, you know, from from media to uh, logistics, to food and beverage, um, pretty much whatever you can you can think of, you can have it. And it's a great way to get some experience. And um, you know some of the best athletes uh, in in Canadian sport history are, are alumni uh, in this event. Sidney Crosby, uh, Steve Nash, um, pretty much all the big all the big names have have played in this, um, and it's going to be fun in in about exactly one year's time.
0: Yeah, definitely something not to uh, miss out on. And as the sole non sport ma- sport management major uh, of the group today, um, there's still a ton of opportunities for for non-support management people to get involved, uh, especially now, especially uh, non-on-event volunteers, right? So when we often think of volunteers, you're thinking of on event day, you know, um, helping with parking or leading people around the building or um, at events or whatever operations are like um, Jonah mentioned for um, concessions and stuff like that. Uh, but there's a ton. I mean, for an event this size, there's a, a massive amount of, um, you know, pre game operations and planning and coordination that is happening right now. Um, but then there's always opportunities for students uh, in, to get involved in those areas that are. I'm. I mean, it's sport related in terms of what you're planning, but really the skill set comes from other areas as well. And you know, you can find something uh, to contribute that. Is it within your skill set that is not, um, you know, strictly sports um, related or, you know, strictly requires a sport background at all?
2: Yeah, so many of the volunteer positions um, that are available are really going to be hospitality. Your job is really going to be, you know, taking care of people, making sure that, um, you know, people get where they need to go. People are comfortable and, you know, safe and, you know, doing okay at the games. So there are definitely um, more advanced volunteer positions, uh, depending on what kind of commitment you're looking for. You could, uh, for example, just to like sort of let you know, I'm volunteering with the Games. I'm going to be working as a media lead. uh, And that's definitely a bigger commitment uh, for volunteering. But you also could volunteer as a parking attendant for a couple of days um, and be connected that way. Uh, And it's just great to be able to get involved with something on such a large scale that means so much to so many people.
1: Yeah, and Brock's also hosting a number of events on their campus. They're using the residences as the uh, sort of Olympic Village, the athlete village, and and the rowing center as well, which is sort of like tucked away uh, in the Brock athletic complex, um, is being used for practice. So it, re- it really is sort of an all-hands-on-deck uh, type of effort around campus.
2: Yeah, and it's not just Brock too, it's, you know, these games are, they're the Niagara Region 2022 Canada Summer Games. So there's gonna be events happening, you know, all throughout St. Catharines, all throughout Welland, Thorold, Port Erie. Um, so there's really so many things, um, you know, if you're in town, in the summer, there's so many things that you're going to be able to go to. The opening ceremonies are going to be in the Meridian Center. The closing ceremonies are going to be in Niagara Falls. If you're, you know, not really a sport person, but you're looking for a show. Uh, there's going to be so many ways that you can get involved with this as a volunteer or a spectator, if that's your jam.
0: Kind of off topic, but on topic. Have you guys seen the, the building lately? Not in person, no. No.
2: I walked by a couple times. Lately? Yeah.
0: It's crazy, eh? Doesn't it's, it look nice?
2: It looks so good.
0: Yeah, blows my mind. That thing is, it's its a monster in just in terms of the size, but it looks good. It's just, it's crazy how it just has popped up in that old parking lot area. It just, it, my, it blew my mind to see it, especially in the, well, in the photos for one, but like in person, it's just, it really towers over you. It's really cool. We'll be a good time when that's uh, when that's open and when that's happening next summer.
2: For sure.
0: Uh, right. So from there, we can head back to Holly. A little bit switching gears to um, some stuff that just kind of does more with school. So I had a great article on office hours, which is definitely new. Uh, if you're just coming into university, that is a foreign concept. So Holly, why don't you explain that to us a little bit?
2: Yeah. So we've talked, you know, about COVID. We've talked about um playing sports, volunteering, eating. We haven't really talked about school, though, you know, and that's pretty much, I hope, (laughs) why most of you decided to come to Brock is, you know, you're here to learn. You're here for the academics. Uh, So Devani has written uh, an article called All You Need to Know About Office Hours, which really just, from her experience, Devani's um, a great student. Uh, She's an upper-year business major. I think she's actually in accounting. So really just talking about, How the majority of rock professors hold weekly office hours, which if you're coming from high school, you've probably never had an instructor who has office hours before. Uh, But really, it's a simple concept. It's usually about an hour or a couple hours every week, where they're most likely going to schedule a drop-in period where you're welcome to, you know, swing by their office and ask about any questions you might have about the material, uh, to chat about any issues you might be having. Uh, You know, I have heard about um, students who are in, you know, math and science courses who basically live at their professor's office hours because they really need that extra sort of demonstration in how to solve those problems, especially when they get, you know, more complicated. Um, But there are definitely, you know, and if you can't make it to a professor's drop-in office hours, uh, usually generally very available over email to schedule a time to meet with you. Uh, So really what I think you need to know as a first year is that, you know, the material taught can be kind of difficult. Um, Devani talks about that in the article. You're probably going to struggle at least once, uh, and your teaching assistants and professors are, you know, really just people who are here to help you understand the material. Uh, You don't need to be afraid to drop by office hours. That's why they're there. Um, I know For me, at least, I, this was the first year, actually, my third year at Brock was the first year that I went to office hours and um, could not believe the difference that it made in my sort of engagement and understanding. In the class, I was very much a person before this year, people would say, you know, go to office hours, it does really help. And I was like, oh, you're just saying that, you have to say that. Uh, But genuinely, uh, believe me, it does really help. Um, especially if you're struggling, and especially if you're not engaged, it really helps you to get to know a professor as a person.
1: Yeah, I think I mean I, I, for me I've I've also haven't used it I haven't done them too too often, but I've found um, they're the best for just building that rapport with your TA or your professor more so than um, sort of filling in the gaps in the material. Um, again, I guess to each his own, but I, I've sort of used them as sort more of a you know networking point of view, which, you know, has worked great. And I've now I'm in my fourth year. Um, I've had professors now numerous times. And, uh, you know, it's definitely like this, this past year, I had a professor um, bump me up a couple marks in the, uh, in the end. And I, I, you know, I think we have, we had a good relationship. And the office hours are certainly a a, a good way to sort of build that relationship and, um, you know, become friendly with your professors and your TAs, which is important because they are the ones marking you.
2: Yeah, that's, Definitely, I think um, a SPEMA thing, because that is also what I noticed. Yeah, yeah. Sort of show up to office hours with like a question um, and then could sort of chat with a professor about the material for a while, especially. And if you find that you're super passionate about something that your instructor is talking about and you find yourself chatting about that in office hours, when you get to sort of upper years, third and fourth year, you're probably going to need advisors for certain courses and certain projects. So building those relationships early, um, it's going to be super helpful.
0: Yeah. Nothing wrong with, uh, reaching out to professors in any way. You're able to talk to them. Office hours is an easy one because it's literally a scheduled time that you know, they're going to be available. Uh, but as long as you have ability to talk with them on one-on-one, I think you kind of, it does, it does the trick. It's doing the same job. Um, so I wouldn't, uh, You know i i would be (laughs) i would recommend anyone do any way they can and you know to get in touch with their um professors face to face um whether that's over video um face to face or in person depending on how this year shakes out so uh yeah there's there's endless benefits to that which jonah and holly both uh commented on i personally haven't used office hours too too much they would you know my program political science most people wouldn't call that the most difficult program <laughs> so haven't had to go to clarify much um but when i have gone it's definitely been for the benefit of of that of that of you know creating the relationships uh with professors that and, and TAs that can come uh back to benefit you uh, later on uh, with that, though, I think we're going to call it a day. So that has been the first episode of the latest, the Brock Press's official podcast. I want to thank Jonah and Holly for for being on today. Thank you both for your for your time and for your expertise. <laughs> yeah,
1: thanks, thanks for having us.
0: Great, and we will see you next time. Bye bye.